Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. And welcome in Fantasy Sports Today. Back with you here on SportsGrid. It is our noon hour of the show, two-hour show every single day right here on FST. In case you missed the first hour of the show, Go back and watch it on demand. We're going to hit on the NFL futures. We also have future players potentially in the respective Hall of Fames of Major League Baseball, the NFL, and NBA. Also keeping in mind for uh, basketball, it is not the NBA Hall of Fame for football. It is not the NFL Hall of Fame. It's the pro football. Just keep these sort of things in mind when we touch on those a little bit later. Uh, Also, our basically top story of the show, NASCAR is back. We'll do more previews this week as we continue to take a look at some of the upcoming NASCAR races And, Joe, we're also waiting for some more clarity on Major League Baseball. We found out over the weekend how serious they're going to be taking some of the social distancing. They are warning players that if they get into fights, they're going to be suspended for a long time. No high fives, no fist bumps, nothing of that sort. That will be a little bit of a strange element, but we don't care. We just want them hitting home runs, right? I think we can play without fighting. I think think we can do that. I mean, let's try. Can we try that, please? I mean, yeah, I mean— Baseball is more known for the fake fighting anyway. Can we can we really can we be honest here? How many posing baseball fights have we seen over the years? Or one guy watches just walk Very out true. and pretend to be a tough guy and he's like pointing and the other thing, you know, every now and then fists are thrown. Every now and then, you know? But most of the time, it's a lot of benches emptying, a lot of nonsense. So it's not like hockey. If you want to fight in hockey, you're fighting in hockey. Now is that gonna be a problem? The NHL gonna stop fighting in hockey? Yeah, that's a good point. Ugh. Oh, that's kind of the game. <laughs> Just saying. We don't know the new rules for hockey. We'll have to. That'll be dicey. See. That's for sure. Find out. Okay, so let's touch on a couple of uh, win totals in the NFL. And we're going to start off today with one of the higher ones on FanDuel. And then we'll go to the bottom. So the top to the bottom today. We'll start off with the Baltimore Ravens. Their season win total as it stands right now is 11 and a half on the over. And also 11 and a half, of course, on the under. Their uh, odds to win the NFC North are minus 200. Their odds to win the AFC Championship plus 330. And we will include the Super Bowl odds here at 7-1. to one. And, you know, this is, this is a hard one looking for me at all of the possibilities here. And if you gave me all five and said, hey, throw your dart at one, I probably would take a shot at the Super Bowl. This is probably a one where I feel like the odds are long enough to give them a shot because... Again, they could easily win 10, 11 games and get right back to the AFC championship game. They also, I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe a narrative is building that Lamar Jackson gets knocked out of the playoffs early. Maybe that happens again. I'm not sure. I would throw my dart on the Super Bowl 
and get and hopefully get them to the AFC Championship. And then who knows? Maybe they beat Kansas City. Maybe they lose. I'm not sure. But there's no value on them winning the North at minus 200. That's just insane. I'm not going to bet that. Um, and to win the AFC Championship, the odds aren't that great either at, at plus 330, 100 to win uh, 330. So. Um, I, I think everything is very fair here. I would take a crack at the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you there. I would take a crack at the Super Bowl as well. And repeating is very difficult. I mean, the, the Chiefs are in a spot here where they've won, and now they've got the target on their back. Now they're the team in the AFC. And the Ravens were really the more dominant team throughout the course of the 2019 season. Lamar Jackson, people will want to hang this whole playoff thing on him, but I think it was really just the two-week layoff. I just think he came out flat. The defense certainly came out flat. And I don't think, and this is, you know, a little shame on a great coach because I think Harbaugh is a great coach. He is a Hall of Fame caliber coach. Yeah, I think he'll be But I think they didn't take Tennessee nearly as serious as they should have. And I think they regret that. <laughs> I just think they thought it was going to be a cakewalk. And this is the thing you have to understand. When you get to the playoff, all bets are off. So in a way, it was a good lesson for this team because this is not the same old Ravens. It's not the Ravens of yesteryear that had Terrell Suggs and all those guys who had been there a million times. This was kind of a, a younger, different team. Yeah, there's some guys here who have won before, but mostly it was a different roster in 2018 and 19. So a lot of changeover. Uh, you know, they moved on from a lot of players and brought in a lot of other guys. And I think... It takes time for all of that to click for teams. Now, I think Harbaugh will be ready. I think Lamar Jackson is ready. And I think now they understand that, hey, expectations ought to be good. Expectations to go to the Super Bowl this year. So that changes. And I think he will shake off the whole, oh, Lamar Jackson is great in the regular season, but he can't do it in the playoffs. I don't believe that for a second. I just think they didn't prepare properly. I think the layoff hurt them. And at the end of the day, I don't think they took Tennessee serious. And you know what? Maybe you can say the same thing about the Patriots. I don't think anybody took Tennessee as seriously as they should have because it was uh, I mean, Ryan Tannehill. that point, and, I think you're you know, taking it seriously regardless, honestly. If you are New England who basically expects to win every home game. New England lost to Miami at home. I know, but that should have been the first thing that things were going off the off the rails there for New England I think they year. took Tennessee pretty seriously after losing to the Dolphins. I think they took them seriously because they know Vrabel and they know Vrabel wanted to win. But after they beat New England, that should have been dog years up for the Baltimore Ravens. And unfortunately they just didn't respond. I know they kind of tried to get in the game later, but it just, it was too little too late. Unfortunately, and Derek Henry just ran amok. Chiefs have a run and, and Tennessee it's, just, you know what, but you know what? I also to the, to their credit, Derek Henry's a handful. I don't know if you have an answer for Derek Henry, except you better bring three guys to tackle him. That needs to be the answer. And if you don't have those three guys, it's going to be a long day at the office. But why, but why doesn't Derrick Henry run the first half of these seasons? It's just I don't I don't know. It's not even a first half. It's it's like the first four weeks. And then all of a sudden you see the uptick. It. It's it's Derrick Henry season. Maybe it's, maybe it's a mental thing for him. Maybe they want to pace him for the carries. I don't think two years ago. I think two years ago it was management trying to still make Deion Lewis happen. And then eventually them going, it's not working. We need to just pivot, and finally they did. Last year, I don't know what the reason was. I don't know. They if got shut injuries. out in a game last year. They did. They did. But also, let's not forget those were also the games where Mariota was playing quarterback. I understand that, but so, shut out. As soon as Tannehill took over, you saw a lot more carries from Derrick Henry, and Tannehill made more plays, which made it easier to not stack eight in the box. All right. So uh, yeah, I think we'll probably be in agreement there. Not yeah. a ton of value. All right, uh, moving over to now near the bottom, and and basically the lowest total in the NFC is the Washington Redskins, and their total sits at five for 2020. Their odds to win the NFC East, not long enough for me, only 13 to one. No thanks. 
I'm going to put $100 on just burn my money. If I'm going to burn my money, give me like 40 or 50 to 1. 13 to 1? Come on. Uh, odds to win the NFC Championship also, uh, 70 to 1, a little bit more realistic. But this is like a lottery ticket for them to win the NFC East. This, essentially, these odds are telling you that it is not impossible that Washington wins nine games. Like, I, that, that's <laughs> kind of what it, 13 to 1 is not long odds at all. And who's leading the league? Who's the team in rushing? Who's leading this team in rushing? Who's oh, Dwayne Haskins is the quarterback? And uh, who is Look, it? Is it AP? I, I, is it, just, it's not guys. I'm telling you, some people tell me must think that it's a good dart throw. I, I don't see that. I like Ron Rivera. I, I am a... Maybe that's why. I'm a huge Ron Rivera fan. I have a ton of respect for him. Respect for him as a player. Respect for him as a head coach. But there's only so much you could do with this roster. This is a roster in, in chaos. Yeah, they got Chase Young. That's great. But you still have a collection of running backs that you could just not have any still. They can have all these running backs and still not have a running back. And the quarterback, is it going to be Kyle Allen? They say it's going to be Dwayne Haskins. And I think that's the company line. But I think you and I both know if they're 0-4 to start, there's going to be a quarterback change. And then what happens? I mean, look, I don't think it gets much better when Kyle Allen becomes quarterback. I'll take the under here. Forget the championship game. Forget the East. I mean, talk about lighting your money on fire. I agree with that. But I just – I don't get this. Like, just because you have a new head coach doesn't make you a five-win team all of a sudden and a better roster. The well, roster still has a well, ton that, of Well, that I could see. Overrated. They win eight games. Philly's overrated. They're winning nine games or eight games. What if Washington sneaks themselves in and gets them into a position where they win nine games? They, well, I they don't think stuck into some games with a, a, a veteran – Quarterback. But, but but truthfully, for the Redskins were competitive in every game they played last year. They went down to the end with everyone. They just didn't win. I don't know. I just I, and I don't. I think the reasons they don't win are the same things that they haven't fixed on this roster. The quarterback play, and unfortunately, they have too many running backs and not enough running backs who are going to be healthy enough to play. And that's that's a big issue. I'm sorry. Like I just don't see where the offense comes from at the end of the day. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, going back to last year and just looking at some of their results. Uh, everybody remembers the two-point conversion that gave them the win against the Dolphins. The Dolphins went for two on that play with Drake, so that was one win that they shouldn't have got. That's true. Um, well, they had that one where they they pushed. They were close Philly against too, the Eagles at week one. Yeah. No, they played a lot of close games last year. Wasn't it week one against the Eagles last year where they had that? I don't know if they beat them or it was very close or they you know. Yeah, thirty-two twenty-seven. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like they came out again. When you don't take teams seriously, sometimes you get caught napping in the NFL. Especially a division Packers, of opponents. Packers beat them in a close game also. Was it close the whole time or garbage time close at the end? Uh, you know what? I have to go back. See, that, that's, we can't speculate unless they we were in a lot of games, though. 49ers, nine. Redskins, nothing. I remember that game. <laughs> the Redskins had some crappy wins, man. They <clears> beat the <throat> Dolphins. They beat the Panthers. And they beat the Lions. Win is a win is a win. So many strange things happen in the NFL. Do you think Dwayne Haskins is an NFL quarterback? No. No. I agree. No. I think it's Do you think Kyle Allen is an NFL starting quarterback? I think he's better than uh, Haskins. I think he's okay. Yeah, a lot of interceptions last year. Yeah, he got shell-shocked at the end of the year. Uh, by the way, it was interesting yesterday. I don't know if you saw this, Joe, the comments of uh, Anthony Lynn, the head coach of the Chargers, who admitted uh, on CBS Radio yesterday that uh, they did pursue Cam Newton in free agency but essentially, after taking a quote look at him, they decided to um, stick with Tyrod Taylor and um, and also go into the draft and get Herbert. So uh, didn't really elaborate on on that, but definitely we can confirm one of the teams that was looking at him was. Well, uh, people are going to show up to that building regardless. 
you know, I, I think that's the first thing, you know, whenever there's a new building, everybody wants to see it no matter what. So if you think it puts yourself, uh, your team in a better position in with the cap in the next couple of years to not sign Cam Newton, then, then, then do it because you have your young quarterback, you drafted your guy, Herbert's your guy. And do you want to bring in Cam Newton to a situation with a young quarterback who could be very impressionable? I don't know if the answer is yes to that. I think the answer is a big bet now. Well, we'll see. Either way, Newton probably be on some team, I would guess, before the season starts. If not, he could be great on TV. I would highly encourage him to take a year off and be on TV. This guy could be phenomenal. He could come on the show with us. Yeah, he could just co-host. Right. Co-host. That's right. He would use the third wheel. We've established. It's you and me. Can we do that? Can we do a third wheel? I don't know. We'd have to. So we technically we got to call Joe Ranieri. We got to get everybody on the horn and see what's going on. Get Joe Ranieri on the phone. Get Joe Ranieri on the horn. Brent, get him on the horn. See if we can get that third box going. All right. So coming up a little bit later in the show, we're going to dive into some potential Hall of Famers in the various sports. That is coming up in just a little bit. But up next, we let our producer take control of the show. Brett Levy has decided to give us in our stadium tour his call for what we cover, and that is a first here on the show. He's made a lot of good suggestions over the last month or so, maybe two, maybe three. He's earned it. But he wanted us to go with his team, so we're going to do that next. We're not only just covering football or basketball, we're covering another sport for the first time here on Fantasy Sports Today, so you're going to have to stay tuned to that. That's coming up next. Also, make sure when you catch our show live, you're watching on one of the various apps, which are free, such as Pluto TV, Zumo TV, and Stir. All of those apps are free. You can watch any show you want, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you don't have to pay a dime. Download it in the iTunes Store or download it in the Google Play Store. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you, because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig and Joe here with you. We've got our stadium tour coming up next. And our producer, Brett Levy, has done such a great job producing for us. We thought that we would let him take the reins. Probably should have put him on camera today, honestly, too, but... 
Uh, we're letting them take the reins for our stadium tour today, Joe. And so this is one of those teams where it's a college. I certainly have knowledge of them, and I have the experience of watching them play on television, but I have never uh, been to this arena or this place. I have been to upstate New York. I've been to Canastota for the Boxing Hall of Fame, but never have been to Syracuse. Uh, I haven't been to. I've been through Syracuse, but never to Syracuse. Where were you going when you were going through? Uh, let's see. Where was I? Well, I had to, obviously I was running from the law. No, I, I'm trying to remember running exactly. from the law. Um, no, I, I want to say it was on the way to Buffalo to see uh, the Bills versus the Patriots, and okay. it was the uh, the perfect almost season there. It was a Sunday night football game, fifty-two to ten, I believe the final was. It was pretty fun. It was really cold. It was like minus twenty. Uh, I think I wore, it was like, you know, when Joey from Friends wears every one of Chandler's outfits. Right. You ever see that one? That was yeah. pretty much me. Everything that I owned, I was doing lunges, trying to keep uh, warm, you know, the whole bit. But uh, it's, uh, my cousin went to Syracuse for uh, for a while, for he could graduate from Syracuse. So I don't know what possessed him to want to go up there. It's cold and it's far away, but God True. bless him. It is, a, it is a very good school, especially uh, for broadcasting. So Excellent school for broadcasting. And I remember the the Carrier Dome also, you know, Big East basketball was a huge deal in the 80s and 90s. And they used to play in that Carrier Dome. And that was kind of crazy because such a big place for college basketball. I always remember it seemed like the crowd was so far away from the actual court because they were playing at a football stadium. It was the strangest thing I ever saw. I've always found it fascinating that some of the historical schools for basketball are in places that you'd never think, like of all time, like Syracuse, New York. Why? Jim Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky. Like you could go to L.A., Miami, right. New York. Like, no, I'm going to Lexington. I'm going to. What's uh, the coaching? Can- Kansas. Isn't it? No, I, I know that I, the yeah. coach comes in the in your room when he's recruiting, and I and I get that whole part. But it's just like the the destinations are just not there, and yet these are where the big schools are. Crazy, incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I'm, you know, Big East basketball was so much fun. And, and in fact, if you're jonesing for more uh, fun sports documentaries, watch the uh, the one about the Big East, that thirty for thirty. Right. I believe it's a two hour one. It is fantastic. I actually dealt with the Big East basketball before it finally disbanded, so I actually got to meet uh, all the you know the head coaches of Georgetown, head coaches of Syracuse, all the guys in the Big East, all those famed coaches I got to meet all of them basically and for the most part they were all great guys but that was kind of the hotbed of college basketball people forget in the 80s it was Georgetown it was Syracuse it was you know the the Catholic colleges as well and and it was just kind of crazy that you know now you think of it the Big East is basically not even a thing anymore no um still a thing but it's still a thing, but it's not like not it was. It's no St. John's, no Villanova, all those schools. It's just yeah. no Villanova it, wanted just won a couple of championships. Yeah, but it's not in the Big Big East time. anymore. Where's Villanova? I don't believe it's in the Big East. Am I right, Brad? Am I wrong? I know it's college basketball. I don't want to be out of my depth, but I don't think they're in the Big East anymore. The Big East they is, is they are in the Big East. They are okay. I I stand corrected. I thought they left with everybody else there. My apologies. So no, no, no. At least they still got Nova. <laughs> no, thanks well they know i mean you think about it like all the, those teams were you know a lot of them left well villanova is still very good okay uh okay so here is the carrier dome in new york uh upstate new york syracuse uh opened up in 1980 uh, all the way through 2020 
And, um, you know, certainly they have their share of championships, a couple on the men's and then also uh, men's lacrosse championships. And uh, I didn't think that we'd be touching on that today, but we are. I don't know. This is where this is the state of affairs. It's the end of May. We have no baseball. Craig doesn't want to talk too much football. We have to talk lacrosse now. This is it. And right. apparently it's just we got a families. weird order here. Well, so the weirdest let, part is it's just two families. That's that seems where it is. Like two families took over Syracuse. It seems like. Okay, so let's get through lacrosse here, so we can make people not leave the show. Uh, <laughs> Mike Powell, Ryan Powell, Casey Powell, Gary Gate, and Paul Gate. Never heard of any of them. Thank you, Brett, for that. We need more Powells. Did we run out of Powells? Can we get another Powell? How about a Gate? Can we get a third Gate? No. Okay. Don't know any of them. So this is a great show for those of you who love Syracuse. Uh, <laughs> iconic football players. This is good. Donovan McNabb, of course, at the top, along with Marvin Harrison. Dwight Freeney, who we're going to talk about a little bit later. Donovan Darius and Don McPherson. That's who we got here for the all-time great Syracuse football players. Yeah, those are some good ones, too. I mean, Donovan McNabb certainly had a wonderful NFL career. Same with Marvin Harrison. Uh, uh, obviously, Hall of Famer, Dwight Freeney, no slouch himself. I feel like Syracuse is surprisingly competitive when it comes to football. And then I feel like every couple of years we get a Syracuse team that's very relevant and then it kind of get go quiet again and then they become relevant again. It's been harder recently with the SEC being so dominant. But I remember, at least in my youth, that Syracuse every couple of years had some pretty competitive football teams. But uh, what was the Syracuse team like for you this year? I remember they had the Italian kid playing quarterback. I can't remember his name right now, but I did no, see a few. Sy- I remember watching to get blown out by, I think it was Clemson. Yeah, could be wrong. Tavito, thank you. Hey, I, I think they I, win. You know, every few years they'll win. You know, eight games. Something he wasn't like. terrible, and it was a New Jersey kid. He, I watched him play. He was just running for his life again. Better than Rutgers. Let's put it that way. Well, that's but they got their guy back. Remember we were talking about will Shiano ever go back? And then they looked like he wasn't. There you go. That's right, and then he is. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. See, more of my people. Everyone, the Italians now, getting before job. the Carrier Dome. By the way, Jim Brown best lacrosse slash football player of all time at Syracuse should have put him in there. Uh, Art Monk, John Mackey, also hall of famers, Floyd Little as well. All right. So, uh, football is not really the calling card for, uh, the orange men, but basketball definitely is. Although football is, it's not small. Well, these are some pretty good names you rattle off there. <laughs> yeah. Larry Zonka. Yeah. Chandler Bullock, Jones is a pretty good David player. Tyler. Yeah. Nine NFL Hall of Famers. Wow. Okay, iconic basketball players. Uh, Jim Beheim, of course, the longtime head coach of Syracuse. And this starting five could start basically for anyone. Carmelo Anthony, Derek Coleman, Sherman Douglas, Pearl Washington, and Ronnie Cycli. Douglas and Cycli both played for the Miami Heat. Derek Coleman was a good pro, but one of the best college basketball players of all time. So, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I don't I don't know how he wasn't one of the best NBA players of all time, but that never happened. Uh, Billy Owens was also an absolute star. He didn't make a, uh, he didn't make the list for Brett, but Billy Owens was a phenomenal college player, too. Good in the pros, too. Uh, John Wallace, Michael Carter Williams and anyone else you want to bring up here, Joe? Well, I mean, I think the answer to the Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony uh conundrum is i think as a great scorer who just never understood that if you're going to win games you got to do more than just you score <laughs> you know it's got to be a, a little bit favorite? more game. probably right uh in this day and age nba probably, probably but it's kind of frustrating i mean look you could be a prolific scorer but 
If you don't play great defense or you don't find a way to get other people the ball, I mean, that was one of the enlightening things about the last dance, too, and understanding that, you know, same thing with Jordan. It's like, hey, if you don't trust John Paxson to make a shot, we're not going to make the playoffs. And I think you had to kind of transition there. And Carmelo always wanted the ball, for better or worse. And I don't think anybody told him no. And I think that kind of hurt him. Derek Coleman, I remember those Nets days very well. Uh, D.C. and Kenny Anderson, those were some fun teams in New Jersey, absolutely. And Pearl Washington was highlighted in that that requiem for the Big East 30 for 30, too. Lots of discussion about him, what a great scorer he was as well. Um, and kind of being the guy. Sherman Douglas? Oh, I remember Sherman Douglas with Miami Heat, absolutely. And I remember Ronnie yeah, Cycli, too. One of the yeah. hairier guys in the NBA. You know, you don't see the chest hair <laughs> Greek. in the NBA. I'm just saying, but you don't see it very often. You know, Ronnie Cycli, you say Ronnie Cycli, the first thing I think of is chest hair man, Ronnie Cycli. And, you know, you're like, wow, look at this guy. You know, and he, just, was, he was like the first think? really good Miami Heat player, Ronnie Cycli. Really? Was he the first yeah. one? Huh. He, he, I don't know. I don't think he was on their inaugural team, but he came the second year. He did, yeah, yeah. And he was like their first. I mean, he wasn't a star, but he was their like their first best player. Mm-hmm. But all, all I, all I would think about with Ronnie Cycli is he had this, he had this move, man, and <laughs> and basically he would just take the ball and like go up. And then he would try to get the guy to jump up so he could go to the basket and dunk. And this thing never worked, man. Like he would go like this, he'd go like this, like he'd just keep doing it and no one would move. And then one time he did it and Ewing went up in the air and he went and dunked. I couldn't believe it. I, like, <laughs> I don't know how Ewing felt about that. That's for sure. Uh, but Sherman Douglas, I remember too. He was you a know, good point guard. Yeah. Really, you know, the heat didn't really become, when, when in your mind did the heat turn that corner? It was the Alonzo morning era pat riley era when they really started to, to turn oh, the corner yeah. yeah when they had those battles with the knicks i think yeah. that's what kind of started yeah those were some fantastic battles. But, but even even then they really even even when the heat had those players and even with pat riley it didn't really turn until shaq got there when shaq came to and joined wade and and then the heat basically built this whole crazy roster and they drafted Karan Butler, and they got Lamar Odom, and they had all these players, and they just sent them all out. Like, it was shocking, because they had just built this team up, like, of all these, and because they had the chance to get Shaq, and and Riley wasn't going to let that go. So he traded the whole team. and kept Wade, traded the rest of the team. And it worked. And, Shaq, and then and it worked. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you could put a player, like, because in the Lamar NBA... Lamar Odom was amazing with the Heat. He was. He was a very good player. Amazing with, the with them. Yeah. It, you know, he got Kardashian bit. That's what happens sometimes to guys. They just uh, is he a Hall of Famer? Lamar Odom. Ooh, that's a tough. I'd have to look at the stats there. I mean, he certainly was on. Six, We're gonna six, do this later. I didn't have him as a Hall of Famer. I I I don't think so. I think he's probably in the Hall of Very Good. The, M- the NBA guys are tough for me, man. Like it's I, I don't know how to gauge it. I know exactly what to do with baseball. I know exactly what to do. I with don't know how to gauge basketball. it. In I'm not, for some reason, I'm just not sure. The last twenty years, it's hard to gauge. Uh, for me, because it's just it's such a different game. I'm trying score, to think of a complete player. Well, because that's all they do. <laughs> I mean, this very. Well, I did my research for this next segment coming well, up. Good. We're going to go through all of the baseball Hall of Famers in the future and all of the basketball Hall of Famers in the future, and then we'll take care of the football Hall of Famers. That's coming up next, right here on Sports Grid. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish, along with Joe Pizapia. we got you here until one o'clock Eastern. And uh, Joe, I know that you uh, have a. Big Diamond Bets show coming up this weekend. What are you guys going to be talking about? Oh, yeah, it's the right field show, don't you know? Got to know how to catch. You got to learn how to throw. 
And Matt Stryker and I are going to have all the best right fielders of all time. Top 10 as well. Got into some more shenanigans uh, this past weekend because that's what we do. So if you missed it, go check out Diamond Bets over on demand uh, and anywhere that you watch Sports Grid, which seems like everywhere. I mean, we're, we're kind of omnipresent spots, right now. Yeah. You know, we're huge. We're, we're, we're worldwide. That's what we are. We are. We're, na- we're, we're not just nationwide. We're worldwide. As worldwide. Well. All right, so uh, coming up next, we got Baseball Hall of Famers. Who will be in? Who will be out in the next five years? We'll touch on that as well as make sure that if we miss anyone and you guys think, hey, you guys missed a very key player, let us know on Twitter, at Craig Mish, at Joe Pizapia17, at SportsGrid, and we will go ahead and fix it, try to correct the mistakes that we make here on the show. More Fantasy Sports Today on SportsGrid is coming up next. Don't go away. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood... We bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today, Craig and Joe, as we go through Hall of Famers in the future in the various sports. If you, if someone wants to contribute to the NHL, the Hockey Hall of Fame, please let us know, because we would love a list. I don't have a list. I, know I can get Yar- you a list. I know a guy. Yarmir Yager. Okay, what else? I'll get, I get you a list. You want a list? I'll get you a list. I know a guy. We do a hockey black book. I don't do it. I oversee. I oversee it. That's what I do. Yeah. Okay. So, so let me give you the criteria <laughs> for for how we're doing this today. Okay. There are several players that are playing baseball right now that are going to be in the Hall of Fame. It's a minimum of five years until they're in, and a lot can change in five years. So, I am not going to include them in this conversation. These are all players who are now eligible in the next five years to be on the Hall of Fame ballot. That's how we'll start off with baseball. Same thing with basketball. There are several players right now playing in, in the NBA who you know are going to be surefire Hall of Famers. But for the purposes of this, I want to keep it to as recent as possible. Players who have retired recently, players who are on the ballots on both, players who are eligible. So understanding that, that's the direction that we're going to go. Fair enough? Very fair. I like the rules. Let's play by the rules. Okay. Like Miguel Cabrera, Albert Pujols, yes, yeah, yes, I get yes. It. You Brown, know what the yes, kids are. We so. get it. We're not stupid. Do okay. you think we're stupid? We're not stupid. We're very smart. The people watch the show are very smart. We got it. No, they hit they hit the wrong button a lot of times. So. 
Okay, so for baseball, here we go. So here's who I got getting in the Hall of Fame in the next five years. This is what I got. I got Schilling going in probably next year. I got Bonds and Clemens either going in next year or their final year. They're making them wait 10 years, it looks like, and then they'll both get in. Uh, Adrian Beltre, the second that he's eligible in 2022 or three, he's going in. Uh, David Ortiz, uh, I believe, is going to get in on the first try. I think he will. Ooh, he's just, I don't know about the first try. You don't think so? No, nah, because of the drug thing. Okay. Think I, I think he's getting I in think the whole he thing is. in the next five years. I would vote for him in a second on the first. As soon as he's on the ballot, big poppy. He's a very likable guy, too, and I think that he's transcends the— And a great player. By the yeah. way, I, I don't know if you're an SNL guy, but it's the one thing that Keenan Thompson does that really makes me laugh is when he does the big poppy thing with the, the big Dominican lunch, that whole thing he does, where he makes that mofongo and all the other things, and he keeps going like this every five seconds. It's very funny. That's a good impression, the big poppy. I, I do love it. Okay. I have Ichiro, who— Wanted to come back and play for an inning or two last year, so he didn't care about the five years. Now he's got to wait that one year. He's got to wait another five years to get in. And then I believe CC Sabathia, who retired mm-hmm. this past year, is going to get in the Hall of Fame as well. And 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 you're right about Ortiz. I think there's a chance he may get a second ballot guy. I think Sabathia may be a second ballot guy. I think all of the uh, well, Schilling is clearly not a first. Bonds is not a first. Clem is not a first. Beltre, I think, will be first. I don't know I why agree. he would. Yeah, what, what what's the negative on Beltre? I mean, none. I none. mean, he's a great hitter. He's got three thousand hits. He was a guy that was an outstanding defensive player. Uh, I understand, you know, he played on a lot of different teams, but you know, it's baseball nowadays. This is modern right. day baseball. It's a little different. He's actually one of these guys that, when you look at it, I mean, all the guys in this list, right? You know, Adrian Beltre played on more teams, right? I mean, I think you could say that Clemens played on a couple, you know, he played in the Yankees, the Red Sox and the Astros, but Beltre played, let's, let's see if we can go through him, right? He played with the Dodgers, played with the Mariners, played with the Red Sox, played with the, the Rangers, right? Am I, I missing one? Well. Okay. Nope, I think so there's not a lot of guys that play on four different teams. Sabathia is three. Ichiro is two, or am I forgetting something? Uh, I three. three. Okay. Um, I and, play on the Marlins. That's right. Yeah. I want the Marlins there at the end. Um, but yeah, I mean, gosh, you know, I look at this and I say, Adrian Beltre is a slam dunk. That's a guy that should absolutely be a Hall of Famer. I agree. And I feel like it took people a long time to realize that. Definitely. And people didn't appreciate him when he was playing <laughs> nearly enough as they should have. Agreed. Kurt Schilling is a Hall of Famer, too. I cannot stand— Kurt Schilling is not in because of the political stuff. Yeah, but I think, you know what? I don't like Kurt Schilling, the person. It's not a It's not a Hall of Fame. I understand, people. but we could, all, we could all be very clear that that's why he's not in. It, it is. <laughs> but, you know, at a certain point, when does Kurt Schilling go— I mean, when does it matter to him? Maybe it doesn't. It does not matter. Okay. Well, Bonds and Clemens both should be in the Hall of Fame. They should have been in the Hall of Fame years ago. And they'll be and, in on the 10th try. But why But why does it take the 10th try for them but not Jeff Bagwell or Mike Piazza or some they, of these other guys? They, they held them to di- to a different level of, of greed. Yeah, but you know what? Those guys played at a different level. So so if you get held to a different level because you are better than everyone. It's too late. Else. It's already been eight years. You can't go back. I know. But it's Stupid, and I just well, it's stupid that Rafael Palmeiro's not in the Hall of Fame. It's just stupid. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, it, he got caught, so sorry. So what? All right. So what? Got caught, broke the rules. Barry Bonds' head size. That's <laughs> like a. It wasn't it, against the rules to have a big head. I, I was just saying, like, come on, man. All like, right, here, here's who I'm unsure about. All right. Okay? Let's uh, Omar Vizquel, mm-hmm. who's Defense got himself. Matters. Now to fifty percent. I think Omar Vizquel is going to get in. It's it's it may not even be next year. I don't. Year. I don't think he is, really? but I think he I should. I think he will. 
I, I don't think, think people respect defense enough. He's they already don't. got 50%. Anybody that's gotten this high with this many years to go has gotten in. I hope he does. I am concerned. He will on the 10th try. He'll get in. Uh, Scott Rowland has already had 30%. He's only been on the ballot a couple of years. He's definitely getting in. Hall of Famer. I mean, this is another guy, too, where I don't think we appreciate how good he was. What a terrific defensive player he was. What a terrific offensive player he was. He was a cornerstone guy for uh, yeah, for the, for the for two teams. Two teams. I mean, he's absolutely a Hall of Famer. He will be. Uh, Billy Wagner, 30%. Um, I don't think he should be in, but I think he's no. going to get in on the final try. I don't even like Trevor Hoffman's in the Hall of Fame. How about that? How about Trevor Hoffman never saved I'm a game that really mattered? Yeah. I, I, I'm not big on it either. Rivera, How about poor Gary Sheffield? He's not going to get in. I don't know if I'd say poor, but, uh, but yeah. Uh, I don't know if Gary Sheffield cares. I don't know if he does. He's Gary got a Sheffield's million dollars. Stack up against every other one of these guys. If you had a vote, would you vote for Gary Sheffield? I would, but he never associated himself with one team. That's what hurt him. He played on a million teams. and He was he good everywhere he played. He was good on the Braves. He was good on the Dodgers. <laughs> good when he came he off of the, the Marlins. He is, without good a doubt. Good on the Brewers, good on the Padres, yeah. good on the well, Mets, good on the Tigers. That's, that's okay a problem. That's, that's what's hurt, what hurts him. He's got no association with the franchise. And you know what? His association is Gary Sheffield. You were afraid of Gary Sheffield in the batting order. I think I, Gary I Sheffield. Think, I think so, but he, I, don't, I do not think he's getting in. I, I, I agree. I don't think he's going to get in either, at least not in this. Did maybe I miss anyone? Better. Uh, off the top of my head, no. I mean, I'm still mad that Jim Edmonds is in the Hall of Fame, so go, don't get me started on that. You know, so that's that's ludicrous. Because, again, this is my problem with Vizquel. It's like, I think he's going to get in. I, I, I don't think he's going to get in because I just don't think people, you know, care enough about defense. Because if, Omar Vizquel— play the projections and the percentages, then he will. But, I know. I know. But I feel like that's slippery. And uh, you know what? The Wagner thing just opens a floodgate, too. I don't understand the fascination with putting Billy Wagner in the Hall of Fame. He's not yeah. even the best closer in his era. I mean, God. I mean, would you—what's would you, the argument for? Just stats? Just just like, oh, he was he struck out a lot of guys and he saved a lot of games and saves are kind of eh. Yeah. I don't know. The one I actually left off one name here, Brett. So if we could go back uh, on the graphic, throw it in there as Mariano Rivera. I don't know why I slipped my mind. Put him on there. Well, he's on the Hall of Fame already. Uh, he's already in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. He's the only guy to have 100%. Don't you remember? It happened two oh, years that's ago. that's right. Okay, my bad. It was so perfect you forget because everybody did what they were supposed to do, which is vote for Mariano Rivera. Good job. It's the Frank, one time that. everybody actually went, I yeah. forgot. I forgot he had a ceremony on And I'm glad okay. he's the one unanimous guy. Good for him. Okay, good. All right, uh, let's move over to uh, basketball here. Now, remember, for basketball, they put in college coaches. They put in WNBA. They put uh, you know men's and women's sports. It's great. I mean, honestly, the way that it should be done. Uh, but it's harder to identify for me the players in the NBA who potentially be in the Hall of Fame. So here's who I have going into the Hall of Fame. These are retired players, okay? Uh, Paul Pierce I have going in next year. I believe Chris Webber will get in next year. Webber also is another player that got hurt by playing on a lot of teams. Uh, Bosch, who was very disappointed, Chris Bosch, that he didn't get into the Hall of Fame. He's like a borderline guy, but I, I think he's going to get in either next year or the year after. Uh, Chauncey Billups, his stats are stack up against almost every player who's in the Hall of Fame. So Billups, I think Joe is going to wait a few years, but he is going to get in. Tony Parker is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Dwayne Wade is the first ballot Hall of Famer. And Dirk Nowitzki is a first ballot Hall of Famer. And I, I, I really wanted to put Marbury on here. I think maybe he'll get in too eventually. But those are the ones that I definitely feel will get in. 
Yeah, Billups is an interesting one because I don't know if you ever think of him as the best player on his own team sometimes. And I think that's that's one of those things that it, it oh. takes a minute for basketball. You know, it's like, well, he wasn't the best guy on his own team, but you look at how productive he was, the teams he played and on. He also had a lot of big shots, and he also he won a lot of playoff games. And 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 look, well, it's it, kind of it how you may, think of Robert. It may Ory, have to be a right? wait for him. It may have to be a few years, but I do think eventually he will. Isn't it how you think of a player like Robert Ory, who was on a ton of winning teams, who always hit big shots and big moments and things like that? You know, whether it be with Houston Except or whether for, with Phillips was averaging twenty points a game for a while. You You're know? no doubt. Well, Ory had some good seasons too. I'd have to go back and see what. Not like, was, not like this. Not like Phillips, probably not. But I mean, it's a great list. Tony Parker, tremendous player. Nowitzki, obviously Wade. Tim Hardaway is not in the Hall of Fame. How how did that happen? Hardaway is not in the Hall of Fame. What? what? Yeah. Tim Hardaway. I mean, God. I mean, Tim Hardaway and Chris Mullen. They were the Golden State Warriors before the Golden State Warriors were a thing. And then Tim Hardaway had some other successful it's years Richmond. later on too. Yeah. I mean, I. Yeah, I, I don't I don't get that. I don't get why. I mean, Tim Hardaway was a great player when, in his prime. So I understand there was a lot of other great players in that era. Weber is definitely a Hall of Famer. Paul Pierce, no doubt. I think Bosh Weber did not get in last year. Yeah, I, I don't get that. I don't I don't understand. Was there a there, limitation? Again, it's like when you don't play with one team, it's like you don't get that internet support. But nobody yeah. plays at one team anymore. Those the, the Derek Jeter's of the world are but, a dying breed. Well, that, that's part of the equation. I mean, I mean even in baseball right Paul now, Pierce, what Boston, what, right? what modern day baseball player, Hall of Famer, like the, it, it playing right now is going to play for like Mike Trout just signed a very long extension, right? Kershaw. Kershaw's the one. Okay. It's not Verlander. It's not Cabrera. It's not Pujols. I mean, we just like right no, along. But, but even yeah. still, those players you all mentioned play with two teams. How many teams did Weber play on? Uh, a lot. What I'm saying is. You, a lot. Nobody plays for one – playing for one team is such an anomaly now. No, but we, when you play for Mike six Trump, or seven, it's like you're, it's you're sort of a nomad. It's a little bit different. And that that's and that's work, that will work against Billups a little bit. He played on a few different teams, but I, I don't – Weber, I think Weber is a Hall of Famer. He's a terrific player. When I, when I say Weber, where, what what spot hits you first? Like where, where's the – Michigan. Michigan. <laughs> I mean in or the – Really, pro. honestly. I think Michigan. Well, as a pro, is it, was it Sacramento? Is it uh, – uh, like, I think Golden State. Because of how dynamic he was there, but he won a lot with Sacramento. That he kind of yeah, I think Sacramento brought, brought I think the Kings. Uh, the Kings have been nothing for the last twenty right. years. The only time they were anything is when he was there. When the Kings, but he also played with Washington, if I'm not mistaken, right? Like he was big. He, he was a big a part of, of the Wizards, Bullets. Right? In a lot of spots, but I always think of him at Sacramento. I don't know why, but that's where I do because they they had those. And how many Sacramento Kings have gotten in the Hall of Fame in the last thirty years? Not a lot. How not many Kings? <laughs> no, not a lot. That's why Wait, they used to call them the Queens. Wayman Tisdale? <laughs> Wayman Tisdale, yeah, there you go. Uh, Sean Marion is the other one whose name comes up because his stats are there, but I don't know. I don't see that. But Good player, but I don't see him as a Hall of Famer. All right, uh, we'll tackle football coming up next. Who will be next to get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame as far as players who are recently retired or maybe some others that are on the ballot? We'll tackle that subject next. You're watching Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. Craig and Joe will be back in just two minutes. Don't go away. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. 
We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. The Pro Football Hall of Fame is certainly interesting, Joe. They put a lot of players in the Hall of Fame, similar to basketball, where it's like mandated that a certain amount of players get in. I think it's five or six every year. And so uh, naturally, the Football Hall of Fame doesn't have the cachet that baseball has. But what they've done is build such a phenomenal event around mm. the Super Bowl. They created this whole event the night before, and they make the announcement uh, usually the Saturday night before, and so uh, you know they bring the players in, and then they have the video of the knocking on the door. Look, the NFL's done a great job with the production of it, which kind of draft, right? Draft was like a thing. Now is a show. Nobody makes a show like the NFL. The NFL gets it, and this is why the NFL is miles above everybody else because the NFL understands. It's all about making good television, and they know how to make good television, whether it's how they inform the players, whether it's it's all the setup, the, the drama leading up to it, the the smoky room, and they come out with the names, and then they, they have the names after that that they whittle it down, and all this stuff, all the pomp and circumstance. Nobody pomps and circumstances like the NFL, and I love it, and we all love it, and I wish other sports leagues would follow suit a little bit and try. I know Major League Baseball is trying to do things, but I don't think going to Omaha, Nebraska for the first round of your draft is the same thing as Radio City Music Hall or Las Vegas or or in the middle of Nashville. And the, I mean, like, there's a lot of places you could go. Yeah, I disagree. I think that was a great move. I really oh, like really? You think Omaha, Nebraska really is, is the hotbed of, of where you're going to make a show? The College Baseball World Series? Yeah. I get it, but is the college great. how many people care about the College Baseball World Series? You don't care, but a lot of people do. I don't think a lot of people do. I, I, do think, think I think that's I don't think a lot of people. I think some people do, but it doesn't make pomp and circumstance. It doesn't make You're not a college guy. All you care about is pro. That's not true. I'm trying yes, very hard to get more about into the Well, college. you just said trying very hard. I am. But within the last year or two. Yeah. But overall, you don't follow college sports like most other passionate people do. And uh, that's not an indictment. You just don't do it. So well, I guess I you, guess here's you have to question. hold yourself accountable to that. Here's the, I will hold myself accountable to this. At the end of the day, who gets more ratings on their things? Everything the NFL does gets I'm more not arguing that. I'm, Everything. I'm just saying that you're, the you're crapping all over them and, taking and the, the draft to the Omaha. NFL, it's a good idea. The other thing the NFL does really, really well, and maybe Major League Baseball could take a note of it too, you know, it's funny how, you know, they set it up like it's the, the Hall of Fame game and they have the game. And I know it's a stupid, meaningless game, but this whole thing with the inductions and things like that. You know, maybe Major League Baseball should consider. I mean, I know Cooperstown, everybody wants to be there. Maybe they should do those ceremonies. I don't know. All-Star Weekend. That would be kind of nice. They do it the weekend after. I understand. But maybe do it the day before and capture the attention of everybody. Like, I don't know. I think baseball is stuck in a lot of old traditions, and I think it's hurting them because it's there's somewhere between the history of the game and becoming history. Of are always going to play the game, Joe. Little League is always nope. going to happen. People aren't playing baseball at nearly the rate that they used to. I know, but it's never know. going away. It's, it's, I'm not saying it's, it's going it's, away, it's but it's, it's always going to be losing and nothing its foothold in a consciousness, and I think it's something it's that third place, needs. and it's going to always be in third place. That's it. 
Nothing's, nothing's well, going to go ahead and nothing's going to go behind. Well, might start kicking up here. You know, Brett, what is throwing all the Powells and the Gateses at us, you know. So all let's right. go to the, let's go to the NFL, guys, because there's okay. guys left off here on this list. Oh, already. I did. Okay, good. All oh, right. Yeah. So uh, I got uh, next year Peyton Manning gets in the uh, the Hall of Fame. I thought Charles Woodson was in the Hall of Fame already. What is wrong with me? I'm like off of my Hall of Fame, guys. I think I think last year when I interviewed Charles Woodson in February, I think I called him Hall of Famer. I don't even know what's Well, he is. I mean, is he not a Hall of Famer? <laughs> I mean, he's... <laughs> Guaranteed lock. Um, Zach Thomas, he didn't get in last year. He's getting in this year for sure. Uh, Calvin Johnson, well, we haven't said his name in a while, but Calvin Johnson, I, I think a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think Steve Smith has to be a first Absolutely. ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, I got to give love to offensive linemen. There aren't a ton that come to my consciousness, which tells me that there are going to be some players from the past next year and the year after that are going to get in the Hall of Fame from the 80s, maybe, and the 90s. I'll have to go back and look, but Hutchinson was the one that came to mind this past year. Uh, and then Antonio Gates, who retired this past year, gets in the Hall of Fame as well. Um, guys that I'm unsure about, maybe I shouldn't be unsure. Maybe Jared Allen is a first ballot. I don't know. I don't have the awareness on this. One. I don't know. I'm. I'm. Uh, I don't know about Jared. I mean, Jared Allen was a great player, but I don't know. I mean, if Kevin Green is in the Hall of Fame, and I guess Jared Allen's in the Hall of Fame. I think right? he will be probably, but I think all these other guys have to get in probably first. Well, Andre uh, Johnson is Andre Johnson. He's a Hall of Famer. I think so. I think without okay. a doubt. Without a doubt, he's a Hall of Famer. Unfortunately, he didn't play with always the greatest teams or the greatest quarterback. But Andre Johnson was a phenomenal wide receiver and an absolute matchup nightmare. Had he played with a Tom Brady or a Peyton Manning, we would be talking about him as one of the greatest wide receivers to ever play. That's how good he was. He just never had a lot of great talent around him, especially at the quarterback position. Vince Wilfork? Ah, you know, I, this is a tough one for me because I love Vince personally. Uh, if he got in, I don't think there's any reason not to. He was a terrific player and a huge, huge part of the reason why, uh, and I'm not trying to be funny, but a huge part of why the Patriots were so good up front for so many years. I mean, Vince Wilfork was a terrific player, uh, but if he gets in, I'd be very happy. I think it's a tough sell. I do. I don't know why. Do you think he's a Hall of Famer? I think eventually he is. I think eventually he is. Yeah. Yeah, Andre Johnson is the easiest one for me. Okay, so so I got to put Andre Johnson back on this list. Uh, James Harrison, I think, eventually is. Yes. Dw Dwight Freeney? Why not? I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, if you're putting Jared Allen in, then I get, you got to put Dwight right. Freeney in. And then Julius Peppers, too. Now, that's another. I think Julius Peppers actually is an easier mark than the others. Uh, there's You forgot, actually, somebody. You forgot uh, Eli Manning, who is now officially retired. Yes, that's true. Because he so, retired. I guess there's the question. Are you unsure? Because that's the great debate. No. No. Everybody loves that debate about Eli Manning. Is he a Hall of Famer for you? Yes. Okay. Why? The Super Bowl. I just want to hear your why. Just the Super Bowls. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is he the worst quarterback to win two Super Bowls? Uh, to win two? I think. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, look, I, I, think I can, I can think of all the guys who won one. It's harder for it's harder for me with two. It's funny when you look back at this list too. Steve Smith is one of my you know personal favorite play. I just loved watching Steve Smith play. In some ways, he had a better career than Calvin Johnson. I know Calvin Johnson had bigger ceiling years, but you look at like the the scope of the career. Steve Smith had a better career, I think, than Calvin Johnson. You know, Calvin Johnson. Had a couple Calvin also could have played a couple more years and didn't want to. He Calvin Johnson did it perfectly. He left on a high note. Like, yeah, he was like, I'm done. That's what you do in Detroit, right? What is it about Detroit that everybody wants to leave at their peak, <laughs> or at least close to it? You know, Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson. You got to if you're the Detroit Lions, you got to take a long look at the mirror and say, What are we doing here? 
what's going wrong here that our best players, when they still have something left in the tank, say, you know what? I'm done. I'm just going to call it quits. I'm going to go. I've had enough. It's kind of weird, don't you think? What, what do you think of the idea of what basketball I – don't, I don't even know what the rules are with basketball, so I don't want to speak out of turn. But what do you think about the football rules that a handful of guys must get in every year? I, I don't love that idea, but at the same time, I think what it it's does – It's the showmanship is, of it. That's it. It's the showmanship of it, but I think it also forces you to look at other players who played on the line, other players – you know, like the Alan Fanicas of the world. And, you know, players who are really great but don't have stats that we – you know, we're not that fantasy players because they play defensive tackle or they play, you know, or if you know, play IDP leagues or, you know, offensive guards. You know, it's it's tough to it's tough to gauge those players for, I think, the general football public. And I think what this does is it it, it ensures that there's always going to be at least one of those kind of recognitions of a player that maybe wasn't the most statistically driven player, but a great player. And I think that matters. You know, everybody knows who Anthony Munoz is. But at the same time, there's a lot of other great linemen that have played in the NFL that deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, but it's very difficult to measure them because we're not talking about receptions and we're not talking about passing yards. So I think the only good thing about the mandatory five is it always keeps an eye on those kind of players. I mean, look, Steven Atwater, another guy took a long time, right? I mean, I thought really? Atwater was yeah. a great player. I thought that was a no-doubt guy, and it took him forever. And I think that's that's the thing. I got, I'm looking at the NFL – I get that it's more difficult. I always struggle with the guys like Terrell Davis, who, which is such a short career. Like I just struggle with that. Yeah, no, I know. other guys that he, play. He doesn't seem like a Hall of Famer. No, and and I think it's because of all the work he's done Kurt for NFL Warner. Network. Well, see, Kurt Warner, I actually think he is because he had that second act with the Cardinals and got to another Super Bowl. I think you're forgetting about that. Those are a couple of really good seasons there. I I mean, it's really hard to – well, he did not play in the era of these guys, but, like, Phillip Rivers had a much better career than – Well, but he also played in the league from day one, whereas Kurt Warner was bagging groceries. So you can't really compare. When did Kurt Warner finally get going? 27? Like, how old was he? Whose fault is that? That's fair. It's fair. Uh, But at the same time, I think you have to say, had he only had that run with the greatest show on turf, I would agree he's not a Hall of Famer. But he had a couple years there with the Cardinals when he was left for dead. With remember, he was playing for the Giants. He was like holding the clipboard for Eli Manning in that transition. I was like, okay, see you later, Kurt Warner. Next thing you know, he's in the Super Bowl <laughs> throwing touchdowns to Larry Fitzgerald and Anquan Bolden. I mean, he was terrific for those couple years there with the Cardinals. So I think that late life mattered, and I think that was what put him over. And look, the guys who work for NFL Network, like Terrell Davis, like Kurt Warner, who might have had shorter careers. They are entrenched in that world, and I think that that does matter to the NFL, and they like to showcase their people. And I don't so think there's anything as, wrong with that. As you as you noticed, we just went through all of these players. How many running backs did we discuss? Ooh, well, who were the running back? Was Edron James went in right None. recently? Did Edron just go in this year? I can't remember. He did. Was. Right, he did. So who the is the standard is up? going to be lowered? Or mm. running backs. Well, Frank Gore well, is the next one if he ever retires. I understand that, but that's five years from now. Yeah. Well, running backs. I, mean, I, I, I guess a player right? like Sean Alexander, who you wouldn't think is a Hall of Famer, is a Hall of Famer. Hey, he's got MVP. He's got some great seasons. Right, but that I, I think that I that's know. something you have to look forward to in the NFL is that because of the longevity and how that's changed, Outside, the only one that comes to mind, and I, I don't think he's going to get in at this point. I don't understand it. But to me, Fred Taylor is a bona fide Hall of Famer. 
Statistically, he, yeah, you have to put Fred Taylor in the and, hall. And so I think that he should have been here, and he should be at the top of this list with Zach Thomas, and he should be in. But I'm not sure that they're going to want to put him in. I don't. I, I think that the standards got to get lowered, and it shouldn't. He's already got ten. He got ten thousand rushing yards. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree with you there. Um, trying to think of but who else is on the precipice of retiring too, and the NFL is still hanging on. I mean, Adrian, Adrian Peterson, Peterson. He's yeah. going to be a lock first ballot Hall of yeah. Famer. Yeah. And and you know what? That's another guy that has some. Some uh, warts on the record, so to speak. Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch is definitely a Hall of Famer. You think so? <laughs> oh, oh, have you looked at the numbers? I gotta go back and look. Oh, it. it's it's not even it's zero hesitation, and that is yeah. going to be one of the great speeches of all time. Yeah. <laughs> all right, our speech time is over. That'll do it for today's edition of Fantasy Sports Today. As a reminder, for those of you who do not subscribe, you should do this. Go over to our YouTube page. Just search for Sports Grid. S P O R T S G R I D. Make sure that you subscribe and then not only like this show with the thumbs up, but also click the notifications button. So every time our show is done and our guys put it together for you, we send that over to YouTube and you can watch the show on demand. I mean, I know you're watching it live right now, but even if you're not, check out all of our on-demand content over at SportsGrid and SportsGrid.com. Joe's show, Diamond Bets, is on the weekends. Our show airs Monday through Friday. We have a lot of other great shows that you can watch as well, including Coast to Coast with Scott Farrell, which is coming up later today. For my co-host, Joe Pizzapia, I'm Craig Mish. Thanks to Brett. Thanks to Ryan. Thanks to Danny for putting the show together today. Stay on the grid. Get on the grid. We'll talk to you tomorrow. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.